Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Hi guys, welcome back to the Balanced Blonde Podcast, Soul on Fire. Today's episode, I don't even know where to begin. First, I want to say I just want to infuse this episode with as much love and truth as possible. I have my crystals here, Palo Santo, oils, candles, setting all of the intentions to just get my truth across as clearly as possible and as authentically real as possible today with this solo episode that happens to be my final new episode for a little while, which I will get into all throughout the episode so that you understand why I'm taking time off and how hard of a decision it was for me. And truly, it took me a year to come to this decision. I know it's not the end of the world. It's nothing crazy dramatic. I have no idea how long I will be gone or how long I'll be focusing on my health or when exactly I'll be back, but I can tell you what I have prepared for, which we will get into so that you guys know what to expect and I'm not totally leaving you hanging for the next couple months. Um, Those of you who have been following the show for a long time know that this show has been running for two years as of October. So it's been like a year and, or sorry, two years and one month, which is a 201, obviously, if you guys know me. Oh my gosh, that's so crazy. Since this show has been running and it's been releasing every week, every single Wednesday at 6 a.m. Eastern time for that whole entire duration. And sometimes there have been bonus episodes and when I was full of energy before I got sick, there were many, many weeks that had two episodes coming out. I can totally remember myself sitting in my old apartment, curled up by the windows, just recording and recording solo episode after solo episode, and then having guests come over, sometimes two or three in a day. 
because I was so excited to share and so full of energy and able to do so. So basically, the reason why I have decided to take some time off is because as many of you know, at this point, I'm very sick. I've been struggling with chronic Lyme disease for a while now, basically to the point where this entire year from January onward, it has knocked me down in the fullest way. I don't even know how to fully describe it because I know a lot of you listening probably think, sure, Lyme disease is bad and you're probably tired and sick and all these things, but seeing me from the outside, releasing podcast episodes every week, going going to events, going to weddings, traveling, blogging, doing brand partnerships, etc., It's probably hard to tell what a strain that takes on my energy and on my health. Um, But I am here to tell you, just to be completely honest, it doesn't feel right and it doesn't feel doable anymore and it doesn't feel right to me to put my energy into the world via the podcast, via my voice and talking to you guys and sharing my energy with you when I'm not feeling my best. So I definitely have good days and I try as hard as possible to schedule my podcast interviews on those good days, but it's pretty much out of my control. So there have been episodes this year where I'm really proud of them and comfortable. And mostly that's when I have close friends on people like Sahara Rose, people like Jenna Zoe, people like Jonathan, people like my dad, um, where I'm able to be fully myself and my energy is uplifted by these conversations and getting to share them with you and maintaining the podcast makes me feel like a human, not just a sick human, but a regular human thriving and working. And other times I have struggled so much with not canceling on my podcast guests for the day, recording the episode anyway, and releasing it knowing that my energy was low that I couldn't give them the full attention to everything they were saying that they deserved and that I would want to share with the world and share with you guys. And I know it's probably nothing that can be totally noticed or recognized by the outside all the time, but to me, it's noticeable. And since I put my all and then some into my work because my work is literally me, So I care about it a lot, which goes without saying, but since I do care so much, I have found it hard to recognize the juxtaposition between this podcast when I'm healthy and when I'm feeling good and when I'm in the flow and full of energy versus when I'm sick as I have been and just doing it and staying on top of it because I feel like I should, or I feel like I have to, or I really feel pressured to do it because it's my job and it is also my means of making money. And it gives me the beautiful freedom in many ways to do my healing treatments for Lyme and to travel and to be comfortable and to do the things that I love and to take care of myself. So it's a pretty terrifying, weird thing to be in the position of 
recognizing that your work, your career, the way you make money is also your passion and your soul project and your passion project in many ways. So you don't want to taint it by being sick or doing it at times that don't feel right, et cetera, et cetera. And it's terrifying in some ways because I have worked so hard for the last five and a half years to build this brand, The Balanced Blonde, from my blog and Instagram to my podcast to events that I host and all sorts of other amazing things that I've been able to do with this brand. And this brand is my baby and I couldn't have planned for it to unfold the way that it has into becoming this beautiful career that, like I said, allows me to do what I love for work. And so it's scary to walk away from it, not only financially, because that part doesn't scare me as much because I have worked really hard for a great number of years to build this brand and provide for myself. So I have saved a lot and I don't feel uncomfortable stepping away from work for that reason necessarily. I mean, I definitely do in some ways because I'm used to this cushion per se of always working. So it's not entirely comfortable, but that's not where my biggest blocks are. My biggest blocks are definitely with you guys, the listeners, and not wanting to let you down and not wanting to make you feel like this isn't important to me and like I'm going to walk away forever and like connecting with you guys and sharing with you guys doesn't feed my soul because it does. And with podcasts that I follow, for example, if they've ever taken a hiatus, I have felt so sad sometimes like, wow, I really, really miss those new episodes every week. I miss that person because that person feels like a friend to me from from far away. And um, that's something that I've struggled with all year because I really started thinking about taking this break all the way back in January when my body exploded in full body hives and I was leading a retreat with Kelsey Patel in Palm Springs, Reiki and yoga. So I hope some of you who are at that retreat are listening because you guys are truly some of the most amazing people I have ever met. And although that retreat was the beginning of my major health decline and I didn't feel like myself at all, And I had full body hives and I was super low energy and I had a migraine for like the whole entire weekend. And that whole thing, um, Kelsey told me that weekend, Kelsey being my Reiki master and dear friend and someone who I look up to in so many ways and in many ways, my biggest expander, as we call it, um, as Lacey Phillips calls it. Kelsey's a huge expander to me and I could get all into that. But Kelsey told me, Jordan, you need to take a break. What will this look like for you to take care of yourself and take a break and take time off? And does that mean not releasing your podcast for a while? Does that mean releasing your podcast in seasons rather than every week? Does that mean not blogging anymore so you can solely focus on your podcast and I heard everything she said and I listened intently and I agreed with her, but I also was, was so resistant to letting go of anything that I basically thought, no, 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 all of that is my 
career. All of that is my brand from the blog to the podcast and all of it. And I, I don't think I can not do it. So throughout the year, I tried really hard to find a way to take a break. And before I get into telling you all those different ways that I attempted to take breaks, and I'll just get into it briefly because many of you know a lot of these things that I did already. I don't want to get too carried away since this is a solo episode. I want to thank our sponsor for today's episode, Rebel. So it's no coincidence that Rebel is today's sponsor, given that this is my last new episode for a while, because Rebel was also my first ever podcast sponsor and one of the most supportive brands that I have ever worked with in my entire career. I love them. So Rebel currently has this amazing campaign going on called the What's Your Elixir campaign, and I've participated in it. You can see I've been posting my favorite Rebel Elixir all over my Instagram lately and always because my current favorite is the banana nut protein, which is a new one. But I also love their dark chocolate protein, which is kind of my all-time favorite and the maca cold brew, but I'm not drinking coffee right now, which is really sad. Um, But Rebel, before I tell you about the campaign, is a deliciously nourishing coconut milk-based elixir, which is soulfully crafted with the functional super herbs and ethically sourced organic ingredients to bring you whatever you need whenever you need it. As part of their What's Your Elixir campaign, you can head over to their website to discover what your elixir is and grab a $1 off coupon for your next shopping trip. So a lot of people ask me when they see Rebel on my stories and on my Instagram, where can they buy it? So when you go to Rebel's website, you can find stores near you that carry Rebel. Near me, I like to get it at Whole Foods and also Erewhon, but it's easy. On their website, they have a where to buy tab that you can just click on and you enter your location. So if you want to learn more about the company and you are unfamiliar with it, or if you love it and you still want to learn more... You can head to one of my earlier episodes to listen to Cheryl O'Loughlin, who is the current CEO of Rebel. We talk all about her journey in business, and she has a really, really interesting story. She lives in Northern California, and we also talk all about Rebel. So I also love Rebel because they are an impact-driven company. It was born out of a passionate collaboration between global thought leaders to identify an innovative solution to uplift vulnerable communities around the world. And everything in their elixirs is very TBB friendly, very medical medium friendly, all these things that I'm really into. Their drinks, like I said, have super herbs like reishi and turmeric and ashwagandha and maca and delicious things that bring our body back to homeostasis. So definitely check out their What's Your Elixir campaign and peruse their website while you're there. It's rebel.co. You can find their Instagram at rebel, R-E-B-B-L. And I just want to personally thank them for supporting the show and supporting me and being some of my favorite people to work with. So now... Back to what I was telling you with um, some of the things that I did this year to attempt to take a break that I thought would satiate my need and desire for taking time off and taking care of my health. So 
just to list them out quickly, I took all of April off, quote unquote, to travel to Bali and find myself. Um, I went on a solo trip and it was amazing. I basically lived in Ubud for the month of April and I did take a lot of time off and it was kind of my first taste in this whole landscape of my blogging career that I got really ahead with my podcast so that I didn't have to record anything while I was there. And I didn't really check emails that much. And I was on and off of social media. And when I did that, I was so in touch with myself and what I need and where I'm going. And keep in mind, I hadn't even been diagnosed with Lyme yet. I knew there was something seriously wrong with my health because I got to Bali. I was covered in like the worst itchy, fiery red hives that I had pretty much ever had. Even this year with my health being really bad, they were the worst when I first got to Bali. And I thought I would travel all around Bali and maybe even further around Indonesia, but I didn't really have energy when I was there. I was in bed a lot. I did like four yoga classes total, even though I envisioned like living at the yoga barn and doing yoga all the time. That didn't really happen. And I just went with the flow and I will never forget being up in the rice fields in Ubud at this place called Trinity Gardens. And my phone had been off for several days. I was totally alone at this kind of like house slash resort, but nobody else was staying there. And the people who worked there went home for the night. So literally I was alone with the sounds of the dragonflies and the butterflies and the howling monkeys and just like alone in the rice fields and the forest in Bali. And I felt so happy and I felt so in touch with me. And I was writing like hundreds of poems a day, even really short poems sometimes or long ones. And I was channeling notebooks full of ideas and exciting thoughts. And one of those things that I channeled a whole entire notebook full of, and just for the people listening who might not know what I mean by channeling, I mean, I was in touch with my higher self. And I was also in touch with spirit guides and my ancestors, I believe, and this teacher of mine, Miss LeMay, who spoke through me. And I channeled this whole notebook full of an idea for this course that I wanted to create. That's basically a manifestation course. And it's an audio course and I'm actually now that I'm taking time off, like feel like I can finally do it. But at the time I was thinking, okay, like this idea is coming to me from beyond and I need to do it. It's not my first choice of what I thought I would be doing here in Bali, but I need to plan for this, map it out and make it happen. And back then in April, I knew what I was going to do was take time off of podcasting and really allow myself to totally take a break, not just take a break by releasing, by getting ahead with podcast episodes to release, but like take a real break, release best of the show episodes for a while, 
totally be unbothered, unbothered with the process and do this other thing and then come back to the podcast when I was ready. But I knew I couldn't do everything and I couldn't figure it all out to do it at once because it would be too much and take a toll on me and it would be too much for anyone, let alone a sick person. So fast forward, I then did a water fast, was still gone from LA. So I was gone for a total of two months from my home, from Hudson and Jonathan, from everything. And it was really hard and I was still getting sicker. And I came back, I was diagnosed with Lyme, which was like a celebration because I finally had an answer and also a huge terror because now I have this awful disease and about a thousand co-infections and I'm totally just beholden to my treatments and I feel like all I ever do is go to the doctor's office and get treated just absolutely constantly and that was in June and that was when I was planning to take time away from the podcast and to focus on this course that I was really excited to create for you guys that I feel like I was destined to create and it was literally channeled through me from the universe. And instead of creating it, I just decided I'm really sick right now. I don't have the kind of energy that I want and need in order to create this course and bring it to life. So I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing, podcasting and blogging, aka where I feel comfortable, aka terrified to break out of my limits and my comfort zone and do something different and walk away from the podcast on and on. And now, so that was June. Now it's November. When you guys hear this, it'll be the very, very end of November. And basically it took me all this time to get to a point where I felt like, you know what, when I was in Bali and I was fully in touch with myself and what I needed and what my soul and body needed, I knew what that answer was. My intuition knew, my soul knew, and I literally refused to listen. And I I just didn't listen and I didn't do it. And I think that's a common theme among us humans on this earth is that we often know exactly what we need to do. Our intuition is basically screaming it at us. And I believe in my case, my intuition made me sick because my body couldn't couldn't catch up with what was happening spiritually. I've opened up spiritually at a rapid pace over the last two years. And then boom, January, 2018, I got ridiculously ill and it has been so hard and everything about my body and my higher self knows what I need to do, which is to break away and draw inward. And I mean, I want to take a true break. I don't want to take a break in order to create the manifestation course. So this is funny. Nicole Kogan, No Bread, our dear friend who's been on this podcast many times, said to me a few weeks ago, so are you going to take a break or are you going to take a Jordan break? And a Jordan break, we joked, is where you take a break, but only to work on other things. And in many ways, maybe work even harder, um, which defeats the purpose of a break. And I laughed, but it was also true because 
I mean, I'm so tempted during this break to do a lot of things, to do the course, to write poetry, to write a whole entire poetry book, to write a memoir, to write fiction, to travel, to do an ayahuasca retreat, which I am doing. Um, But my biggest work here, and I totally believe my biggest lesson in all of this is to go with the flow, to go with the flow and allow whatever needs to come through to come through. So if I am taking some time off and I'm really invigorated with energy and my brain is working at fullest function, then maybe I will start recording for the course and maybe I will write a poetry book. I mean, here's the thing. So I was reading through the poems that I wrote in Bali and Jonathan and I had this night like last week where we were reading each other poems that we've written over the last, basically since we've been together, almost two years. And I was reading all my poems from Bali and it was really emotional because I was so tapped into myself and the universe and the earth and what I needed. And I knew I just was like so clear and it's not that I've lost that clarity since then. It's just kind of emotional to think about the fact that I haven't really acted on it or listened to everything that I wrote at that time. Um, So I already have enough poems to fill a poetry book and the poems are all about healing and going to the jungle to heal and getting sick and basically our spirits coming to this earth as humans being wrapped in the skin and doing this whole human thing. And it's all about being sick and getting better and healing. And not that I'm the authority on healing because I still have a long way to go, but um, putting all those poems together for the book is not going to be crazy, impossible. I mean, they're written and I want to write quite a bit more because this next phase of my healing is only going to be a deeper layer, a much deeper layer, because what I'm going to do, which I haven't really mentioned yet, is take time off of social media. And I'm really trying to put no rules around that because I was so tempted to say, I'm going to take X amount of weeks or months off of social media and then come back. Okay, hang on. I have to take a break because Hudson is like screaming, meowing for me. And I think he wants to play in the hallway. So one sec. Okay, I let him out and he's playing in the hallway. Um, I usually don't let him out there alone, but Jonathan does because Jonathan is much less manic than I am about being a cat parent. So I trust Hudson. He'll come back. Um, He just wants to play and play. So anyway with the social media break, I was very tempted and am very tempted to put labels on it and rules and tell you guys and myself how long the break will be exactly, because that's what's comfortable for me, um, is having a plan, but I don't know what the plan is. So I'm taking time off. I'm deleting Instagram from my phone and I really don't know for how long. Um, If I'm enjoying it, uh, it could be a while. It could be a month. It could be two months. It could be three. But something tells me Instagram itself is not the huge energy sucker that is sucking up all of my 
emotional energy and giving me anxiety. I don't think it's Instagram on its own. I think it's just the way that I'm using Instagram right now for work and always feeling like this pressure to respond to people and answer people's questions and don't get me wrong. Like if you ask me questions, don't stop. I really do enjoy connecting and answering questions and talking to you guys. It's more that right now, um, I'm working with a lot of brands and I love it. I'm selective with the brands I work with. I really enjoy the ones that I do at this point, but since it is work, Instagram is work. So I want to experience using Instagram the way that other people use it for fun. Like I remember having Instagram back in 2009 and 2010 before I ever started my blog and using it purely for fun, following my friends. And there was no such thing as bloggers really yet on Instagram. And Uh, there was no such thing as influencers yet. People would get like five likes on their photo, one comment, and it was fun just to see what everybody was up to. There was no pressure to edit your photos perfectly or make your feed look beautiful. It was just a tool to connect. Like that's what social media is. That's what Mark Zuckerberg started Facebook for. And look what all this has turned into. And as much as I love social media and I'm a huge proponent of it and I'm grateful for it because of my career, the people that I've met and the opportunities that I've had, I also hate what social media has turned into. Okay. Hate is a strong word that I try not to use, but I really don't like those statistics that I see of how many hours a day we all spend on social networking. And I don't like seeing my 15 year old niece attached glued to her Snapchat and her Instagram and seeing the way her and her friends communicate that way is like the only way and much less face-to-face contact and um, much less if you're sitting on a subway in New York or if you're sitting at the doctor's office in LA I can guarantee you, you will make eye contact with no one if you are on your phone and social media the whole time. And I do this as an experiment. Sometimes I look around and zero people are looking up from their phones. And when I was in Bali, this was different because the culture in Indonesia is so much different. Although there was a lot of American and Australian and Western tourists there on their phones. Um, When I was doing my phone detox when I was there, I noticed this more than ever. And it does make me sad because human connection is what we came here to do. So with the break that I'm taking from Instagram, I don't know. I feel like I will pop on and pop off and that it will be really fun to use it as a tool just to connect and like have fun with it and maybe just post what I'm super passionate about in the moment, which is honestly what I do anyway, which is why I'm not your average blogger and my feed isn't like perfectly curated at all. I always post basically from the heart unless it's a sponsored post that's scheduled. Um, But to have no sponsored posts and no anxiety to worry about with that will be amazing. And then, um, with the podcast, I will be releasing 
eight weeks of best of the show episodes. So I've gone through, I've looked at the numbers and statistics for the episodes that have come out over the last two years and chosen eight of the most popular episodes, not only by numbers like downloads, but also by the ones that I've heard from you guys, like the ones that I've gotten the most feedback from people who seem to still be listening to them even like years later. And I didn't want to choose anything too recent because recent, I feel like maybe a lot of you guys have heard, but I know when I follow podcasts, sometimes I hop on the train and then I don't listen to the old episodes and I never know that they're there. And all the time I get requests from people to have guests on this show who have actually already been on the show and I want to have them back on. But a lot of times people don't know that these people have been on. So I have carefully chosen eight episodes for the next eight weeks, which will be two months worth of content, if I did my math correctly, um, with eight of the guests who you guys have loved the most. And all the guests have been amazing and many of them have been back on a couple times. So I try to choose people who've only been on once or twice. Um, I guess I'll keep some kind of mystery about who they are or else you could literally just go back and listen to the episodes already, um, which please feel free to do because the other awesome thing about this podcast being out weekly or twice weekly at times for two years is that I'm sure there are episodes that you haven't heard yet and there's a lot to explore. And sometimes we don't do that when there's new episodes coming out every week. So these eight I've carefully chosen. If you've already heard these episodes, maybe you'll be excited to hear them again because many of them came out like close to two years ago or a year and a half ago. And if you heard them already and you don't want to hear them again, I totally get that. And I just wanted to be able to give you guys something that's being released every week so that you feel like I'm still here and a piece of me is still here. The intros will still be new and the outros. So, I mean, I'll still be talking to you. I'm not like dropping off the face of the earth. And there's also new um, advertisements for each of these. So you guys will hear from brands that are offering new discounts and new giveaways and things. So I try to keep it different and fun so that it's not legitimately like reruns that have nothing new about them. Um, I put a lot of thought and curation into this. And I also have to say this whole Break was inspired by the beautiful Mama Medicine, Deborah, who's also been on this podcast more recently. So I won't be re-airing her show because it just came out like a month ago, um, but you can listen to it if you haven't. And I had a session with her sometime after we did that episode, and she picked up on the fact that my body was screaming out for rest and for a break. And that I absolutely positively had to listen to my body. So I did. And I want to give her a lot of credit and a lot of love for being so open with me and honest about what I needed and what my body was screaming and crying out for. And it was really emotional because she was very stern with me and really said like, I'm very concerned, Jordan, about what will happen if you don't take this time 
If you don't listen to your body, if you don't take a break, your intuition knows, your body knows, and now even your brain knows, and you're still not listening, and you're at the risk for such severe burnout that you won't be able to come back from it. And your body is just going to keep getting sicker. So thank you, Deborah, for that. And when she first told me that, I was like, at such a crossroads, I was freaking out because I literally couldn't imagine walking away from this podcast or Instagram or anything, my blog, for any period of time because it was scary for all the reasons that I mentioned. And it also helped me know that while I am feeling burnt out right now, I don't want to walk away from all of this forever. I am so attached to what I've built. And I'm so committed to continuing being a voice for all of these amazing wellness and spiritual things. And I love it. Like I'm happy with it. I'm nourished by it. But first and foremost, I have to take care of my body and my well-being. And I believe that we all have a major addiction to technology and taking a break is necessary. And when do we? I mean, when you work in social media, you don't really get a break. You go on vacation and you're blogging and taking photos, creating more content than ever before. So that's not a time to take a break. Um, I mean, I lay in bed and respond to Instagram messages, even when I try not to, even when I try to put boundaries and limits on it. Um, I'm not the best with boundaries. So I hope that this break will enhance my usage of boundaries. Um, So the technology addiction is real. And I really do hope to inspire many of you listening to consider taking some kind of digital detox over the holidays, Um, whether you do social media for a living or whether you just use it like the majority of the population does for fun. It's still an addiction. And I think this time of year is about being with the people that we love in real life and soaking them in. And who wants to think about sitting around at Christmas or Hanukkah or whatever it is that you celebrate and looking at your phone the whole time and and worrying about getting that perfect Instagram shot. And if it's fun for you and it feeds you, do it. But if you feel called at all to a digital detox, I would love for you to join me and um, take some time off of all of it because it's really important to draw inward and to listen to ourselves. And we really can't do that if we are constantly on our phone and technology. We, we really can't do it at all. So that's important. And the digital detox thing is something I really want to explore. Something about being a reflector in human design which if you want to learn more about, you should definitely listen to the episode a couple weeks ago with Jenna Zoe. Um, being a reflector is is sort of like Jenna says, being a lighthouse for our community and spreading the message of what we think is important for humanity right now. And with the tumultuous things going on in our world right now from mass shootings to fires all over Southern California and Northern California to everything going on in politics and more. I think all of us could best serve the world by first tuning into ourselves and learning what it is that makes us 
the most passionate and soul on fire and happy and then going out into the world and doing that. So in order to do that, we literally have to take a step back from our daily life or it won't happen. And it's not about like booking a fancy trip to Bali or anything like that, which did give me a lot of clarity, but it's more about just stepping back from your daily routine. So my plan with the routine that I'll be moving into is to take every day as it comes. And it's going to be so wonderful to wake up and not feel like I have to check my phone. I'm going to sleep with it on airplane mode as I do anyway. And I'm going to delete the Instagram app from my phone and email. And I really won't be looking at email during this time either. And I'm just going to do whatever my heart desires every day. I hope to get stronger physically because Uh, physically with Lyme and also the surgery that I had a few months ago, I really haven't spent much time out of bed at all. And because I haven't, I haven't been able to exercise or even do yoga. So during this time, I really hope to get stronger. If I have the energy, I want to do yoga, start working out again, find a trainer who can work with me at this very low energy space that I am to at least like rebuild a little bit of muscle mass, even though I don't foresee myself doing anything wild yet, like orange theory, but I, I want to, um, when I'm able to. So I want to get strong again for me and not for Instagram. And I do want to inspire other people to do the same because I know I now know what it feels like to be at like a rock bottom of physical weakness. And like that phrase, starting is the hardest part, couldn't be more true. And I understand it now on a deeper level than ever before in my life. So I would love to inspire others to get strong again too. But first I just have to do it for myself. So the whole point of all this taking time off is to do things for myself and not for my brand and not because I feel inclined to help others first. I need to help myself, put myself first. Being selfish is a really important part of healing and I haven't done that yet. So I do hope to wake up every day, do whatever it is that I want to do in the morning, get some physical movement in and then write I want to spend a lot of time in Malibu and sending so much love to Malibu right now and the fires and destruction and everything going on. I have very close friends who have lost their homes and we're doing everything we can here in California to spread the love. So if you're inspired to look into different ways to donate, please do. Um, Just on a totally separate note, Malibu is my one of my soul homes and I feel so comfortable there and really inspired there. So I see myself going to the beach in Malibu like as much as I can and writing, putting that poetry book together, writing fiction, all of the above, being with people, connecting with people in real life because this break isn't about like disconnecting myself from people who mean a lot to me and people who I love in real life. It's it's just about disconnecting from technology. So I've had friends say like, oh my God, can we still see you? Um, what's your deal going to be during this time? And 
my answer is yes. Like I hope to have even more time for everyone in my life than I do now, because now my very limited energy is split between the work that I have to get done and resting and being with my immediate family, basically. So I really do hope to have more time because it does fuel me and lift me up to be with the people who I love, who I've surrounded myself with, because I do feel like I am so lucky to be surrounded by some of the most amazing people ever. Um, And I don't always make the time or have the energy to be with them. So that's another thing that I look forward to doing. And before we get into the next point that I have, I would like to thank our second sponsor for today's episode, Silver Fern Probiotics. So if you've noticed, there's a theme here, all the brands that I have on. I've also usually had like the founder or the CEO on. So you can listen to the CEO and chief nutritionist of Silver Fern on the podcast by listening to the Charity Lighten episode. She's a ray of light. And Silver Fern is a brand of probiotics. They are completely 100% absorbable. They are DNA verified, 100% survivability, pharmaceutical grade, totally heal your gut, and they actually work. So the thing with probiotics is that a lot of them unfortunately don't really work, but they're sold to us anyway. So Silver Fern has done the work to completely verify their probiotics. It includes so many different CFUs of probiotic strains, and they also don't have any gunk in them. So they're totally non-GMO and gluten-free. They're specifically formulated to survive and thrive in the gut so they don't die once they get to your gut. They can restore balance to our gut flora and give us the comfort and health that we need. I think everyone will notice significant changes within the first month and you'll feel more balance in your gut restored over time by probably like month three. So they also have a 100% satisfaction guarantee. So if you really don't like it, you can just let them know. And to shop Silver Fern, you can go to silverfernbrand.com and use the code BLONDE for a nice big discount. They not only have probiotics, but digestive enzymes, prebiotic fiber. They have energy drinks, whole food multivitamins, and my favorite plant-based vegan protein powder. They have chocolate and they have a brand new vanilla. It's made of an organic pea protein and full of good for us things like sacha inchi, which is high in protein and easily digested, hemp protein and quinoa powder, and it tastes really good. Nothing gross in there, nothing that I wouldn't recommend putting into your body. So go to silverfernbrand.com to shop and use the code blonde and thank you to them for supporting the show. So now on to my next point of what I think this time off will do for me. Um, I haven't given my body the real true environment to heal. And like I was saying earlier in the episode, I think it's a very common misconception about Lyme that since we look entirely healthy, and normal that we must be completely healthy and normal. And people see photos of me on the internet. This is why Instagram and things are really so deceiving. Um, although we never intend for them to be when we're using it. Like I went to my best friend's wedding 
I was in my best friend's wedding a few days ago. And by the time you guys listen to this, it will have been a couple of weeks, but you'll see me dressed up in a gown and wearing tons of makeup and celebrating the wedding and giving a speech at the rehearsal dinner and being in the wedding all day, celebrating all weekend, hosting friends and family. And, you know, it was really hard for me, but people wouldn't know that from the outside. But on the inside, I was physically dying. I felt, um, I was lucky enough that at the rehearsal dinner, I got like this huge burst of adrenaline. I think it was from giving a speech. And then we went out afterwards for like welcome drinks for everyone from out of town. And I had so much energy and we were up really late. And then the next day I was literally screwed. And that was the day of the wedding. So I learned a lot from my own wedding because I have got to take it easy the night beforehand, which is something that I knew anyway, because the wedding day is the day that you want to have energy for. But I was, yeah, like I said, screwed. And it was such a beautiful day. And no matter what, like it was, I'm so honored to have been a part of it. And it was fun no matter what, but I was dead. And all day, like we got our hair and makeup done. We went to the venue, we took pictures, the wedding started. I actually felt like a zombie and, um, inside, like my insides were crying because I felt like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to stay here after, um, after they get married, after the vows, even though like, this is the wedding of the year for me. Like this is the night I've been waiting for all year. This is one of my dearest friends in the world. And I feel like in many ways it's, I'm getting married because I love this couple so much. So I was petrified because like, am I going to feel this way for my own wedding? I feel it for like two of the closest, dearest people in my life. And luckily I was surrounded by enough love and energy that I stayed the whole time. I went to the after party, but, um, I was dead afterwards and I didn't feel fully present because I did feel like a zombie and I had to take a lot of medication and supplements to even be there standing um, and function. And I just didn't feel like my normal self. And it's really sad because this is one of my dearest friends in the world. And when I look back on his wedding, some part of me is going to think like that was at my sickest and I can't keep going through life that way. I, I just can't. It's so frustrating. And when I talk about it calmly like this, it probably sounds like it's become my new normal and I'm used to it and no big deal. And I'm positive and optimistic and that's just who I am. But there are no words to describe how hard it is and how frustrating it is. And I'm not me. I'm really not myself. I'm like one part of myself right now. And it's everything I can do to keep going. But right now my priority is and must be my health and being the best person I can be for the closest people in my life. Jonathan Hudson, my family and my friends who are family to me. Um, And if I can't even be who I know I am and want to be for them and for me, then I know I can't be what I want to be for this podcast. Um, So basically, 
living with Lyme is such a struggle and it has given me purpose and excitement to be able to share my journey with you guys. And that's not going to stop. I'm just taking some time off and then I'm going to come back and share more and update you with where I've been. And I am so dedicated to writing a memoir about this time in my life and as a writer. So, okay, here's the other thing. As a writer, I envy writers like Joan Didion, Ernest Hemingway, F. Scott Fitzgerald, all of these greats of our past because they didn't have social media to distract them. And I feel like I launched myself into this social media career and business so young, five and a half years ago when I was 22, that I didn't even get a chance to like full throttle ever dive into writing off of the internet. And I love writing for the internet, but I, I really do envy like people like Joan Didion, who's my idol, one of my idols, because she didn't have to contend with this crazy distraction. And so I want to give myself the chance, at least for a little while, a couple months to write like a real writer and not that other writers aren't real, but you guys know what I mean. Like a real writer from the past, who's a literary great and talking about it right now, even like excites me and gives me full body chills. Wow. Full body chills. Holy shit. So that's how I know, like, that's what I'm supposed to be doing right now. And when I think of my time off, it gives me the greatest excitement and glee. Um, So I know it's the right choice. And just a few weeks ago, I was sitting on a plane coming back to LA from Sacramento and just writing out what I had to do for the next like two or three weeks before my break. So right. Or yeah. Writing about the brand partnerships that I have and photo shoots and whatever that I needed to do before I was done. And for the first time in years, like I got to the end of that list and I was done. The end of that list existed and there was no more like the ball keeps rolling. There's actually a break in sight, which is like a light at the end of the tunnel kind of thing. And for someone who's really sick and can't even get out of bed, if I'm really doing my body justice, that is so exciting. I was filled with excitement from head to toe, even just thinking about it, Um, which is another reason how I know that this is right and this is exciting. So this announcement that I'm making to you guys today is not like woe is me, cry, cry, cry. This is awful because it's really not. It's like a celebration of where I'm going and a celebration of reaching this deeper layer of healing and getting better, I hope. And I don't like, I'm not putting rules and expectations on it. So I don't think I'm going to fully heal from Lyme disease, chronic Lyme, which I've had for a decade during this time off. But I think I'm going to give my body the best chance to get to a new level of healing and I'm going to be able to do things that I felt like I haven't had the energy to do otherwise because I haven't had any real energy whatsoever outside of what I've had to do for work. Um, and it's this really interesting thing because like I was planning on my break starting even sooner, but things kept happening. And it's like, as Lacey Phillips, one of my manifestation teachers says, 
like things will keep testing you in the universe. But I still kept taking the tests because I wanted to do them so bad. Like um, having Jedediah Jenkins on the podcast who was on last week, that was a manifestation coming to life. Um, I wanted to have him on. I spoke it into the universe. He's my favorite author one of my favorite people to follow on social media. And that happened like immediately and we became friends and he's incredible. Um, Jenna Zoe was coming into town, human design chart reader. So I wanted to have her on, but without Jenna and Jed, I would have started my break even sooner. And I'm trying to remember who came on before that. My dad, if my dad hadn't have been suddenly down to come on the podcast, which he never had been before, he wouldn't have come on and I wouldn't have had an episode for that week and the break would have started sooner. So I do feel like the universe gave me this momentum to finish out November, which was my original plan, which is like how it lines up even with my sponsors and not having to dip out on my incredible brand sponsors um, and all of that. And then gives me enough episodes to last through I believe the end of January, but you know what? I keep saying that and I just need to check because you know how some months have five weeks in them. Let's see here. One, two, three, four weeks. One, two, three, four. Okay. So that brings us to January 22nd. So that's not the exact end of January, but that's probably a really good time for me to check back in. And if I don't check back in, then you guys will know that I'm really living it up away from the screens and loving life. So a couple other things that I'm doing on my time off are doing an ayahuasca retreat in Santa Cruz, which is something that's been calling to me for a long time. So I'm doing it with a shaman, um, like up in the mountains in Santa Cruz with a group. And I'm really excited. It's something I've wanted to do forever. And I felt like this time off was truly perfect and just exactly what I needed in every single way. Um, and then I'm also going to spend some time in Ojai where I'm getting married and different places that really inspire me to write. So like getting away and giving myself some time to heal, whether that be solo or with Jonathan or with friends. So Joshua Tree, Ojai, I definitely want to spend some time in either Hawaii or New York. I haven't decided, but I have a feeling my body can only handle one of those big flights right now. So I have to decide if I'm in like a cold weather mood or a tropical mood, but I want to go to one of those places to give myself the gift of writing when I'm not using social media and just like purely there for myself and not for content or for work. Um, but like I said, if I want to hop on Instagram and use it for fun, then I will but just purely for fun. And I'm really probably not going to be answering direct messages. I'm just going to use it like a regular old person. So we'll see about that and how that all goes. And then other plans I have are to keep healing. I mean, I do ozone every week. I see my doctor multiple times a week. I do infrared every day. Um, I have some other treatments that I really am excited to try. I'm going to start working with human garage or not working because I'm not working during this time, but going to human garage for other treatments like chiropractor, craniosacral, maybe a trainer to get strong again. And 
working with Low Roxboro, my bodywork specialist, who I just haven't even had the energy to get there lately, get back into Reiki, Kundalini. And I know this sounds like a lot. This is why Nicole makes fun of me and says, this is a Jordan break. But the point is there are no rules. This is just what I'm kind of like roughly anticipating. And what I'll finally have the space in my heart to do. We're also having our engagement party during this time and that'll be really fun. Uh, Maybe I'll post some photos on my personal Instagram because, you know, I probably can't help myself. So those are the plans. And I just want to be in bed a lot and on the couch a lot and with no guilt of feeling like I have to be somewhere, somewhere else. Um, And then when I come back, the content I can create for you guys will be so much stronger and so much deeper and so much more real. And I truly, truly can't wait for that for so many reasons. So now before we get into, I asked on Instagram for you guys to ask me some questions about my time off. I wanted to just thank our third sponsor for today's episode, Thrive Market. Thrive Market. I have my own special page on Thrive, which you can find at thrivemarket.com slash blonde, the balanced blonde favorites, where you'll find um, all my wonderful things. But first, I'll tell you that if you go to thrivemarket.com slash blonde, you get 25% off of your first Thrive order, and then you will get um, free shipping and a free 30-day trial on their site. Thrive Market is an online marketplace to shop all the non-GMO healthy goods at a very low rate. So basically at 50% at least off of what you would find at other retail stores, which is really helpful for people like me who shop at places like Erwan and spend way too much on any given day. And I can get pretty much all the same products on Thrive and you order them online and they come straight to your door. So it's easy. Some of my favorite products that you will find on my thrivemarket.com slash blonde page are my Ayurvedic tongue scraper. I like to order a new one every month or so. It's only $6.99 and you use it to scrape your tongue and it's crazy what comes off and it kind of gives you an indication of where your body is health-wise depending on the thickness and the color of stuff that comes off of your tongue. I also get my castor oil to do castor oil packs on my uterus area to make sure that my fibroid doesn't grow back. Cocoa Kind Matcha Stick all over moisture stick. I absolutely love it. Chapstick. I put it under my eyes. My friend Priscilla started the company. She'll be on the podcast sometime when I get back. Um, Coconut Butter Cups from Eating Evolved mushroom matcha, all of the Four Sigmatic products that I love, no salt and grain-free tortilla chips from Siete, and then lots of superfoods like chlorella and more, which you will find on my page. I also learned Thrive Market now has their own wine, so that's something to check out. Um, You guys know I don't drink at this moment in my life, But um, they have organic wine, which is really, really cool because who doesn't want to drink organic when it comes to their wine? I don't know. I'm definitely not like a connoisseur of alcohol, but I would say have organic whenever possible with everything. 
They also have cat food, baby food, etc. So go to thrivemarket.com slash blonde for all of those goods. And now let's head into the questions you guys had for me. Okay, questions, questions from all my favorite people, which is you guys. So this is Katie Ronsky. How do you help your family and friends understand the drastic measures you're taking to heal your body? That's a good question. And I get that one a lot. Um, First of all, I think that everyone who's meant to be in your life should and will support you and understand how sick you are and the measures that you have to take to take care of yourself. And if they don't, then maybe they're not meant to be in your life. So it's not about like dramatically cutting people out or anything like that. It's really more about giving people the chance to begin to understand what you need. So I have friends who will say things to me out of love, like, why aren't you better yet? You've been doing this for a while, this treatment, I'm worried about you. And then I have to gently and lovingly explain to them and teach them that Lyme disease is different than many people would imagine. And it doesn't, you don't heal in a six months period most of the time, especially if you've had Lyme for as long as I have. So I remind my friends, like there's nothing to be worried about. You really don't have to be concerned for me in that way. I'm, I'm just on this path and I'm not too worried about it taking so long because I've heard of it taking a year for some people, two years for others, many years for others. I just want to get to a place where I'm feeling quite a bit better. So for that reason, I have to do what I have to do and explaining to my parents and Jonathan, like that I'm going to take this time off. I think it was a little bit scary for them because they are so proud of everything I've accomplished. And I don't think they want to see me walk away from it or like focus only on healing because it's scary to think about that. But once I explain to them my reasoning and what I need to do and that I don't feel capable of really working in any capacity at this time, they fully support me and they're excited for me and they know that I've worked really hard to get to this point. So I would say to answer your question, the people who are meant to be in your life will understand and support you to the ends of the earth, no matter what. And if they don't, then maybe trying to explain it to them in a different way could be helpful or sending them some articles so that they can hear it from someone else and not just you can also be helpful. And then just knowing like, even if you don't have that support, you know what you have to do for your body. So you at the end of the day, just have to do what feels right to you. So someone asks, are you deleting your social media apps or just taking a break from posting content? I'm going to delete the apps for a little while and then whenever I feel inspired to reinstall them, I will and maybe use them for fun and then maybe delete them again or just reinstall them and use them like, like I said, a normal person and not a blogger person. We'll see how this will go but I am going to delete them and give myself a chance for at least like a couple weeks, unless I feel crazy inspired to share something beforehand. Like I said, no rule, no rules. And uh, yeah, that's the plan. Someone says, 
What are your plans regarding self-care while you're on your break? Lots of plans. I did mention some of them earlier in the episode, like the ayahuasca retreat that I'm going to do. Um, the I'm going to just like rest a lot and be in bed a lot and spend time with people I love. That's really healing. I've been getting weekly massages, which is like my self-care gift to myself using my solo sunlight and sauna, which we can link to in the show notes. Like the self-care is endless. That's what I'm taking a break for. So I feel like this whole break is going to be self-care and writing poems is self-care for me. Um, Catherine says, will you continue podcasting after the break? Hell to the yes. I am not walking away from the podcast forever. I'm walking away just purely to heal and get more energy to create for you guys in a way that feels better than it feels right now. And I have definitely toyed with a couple ideas, like maybe I'll come back and do two episodes a month instead of four but maybe I'll do six instead of four because I really don't know where my heart's going to lead me during this time. I want to be open to the universe so that whatever I'm supposed to be doing can flow through just like it did when I was in Bali. Um, So maybe the universe will tell me, Jordan, your next big step in life is to be a poet and you're going to write a poetry book and you're not going to have the space in your energetic field to podcast every week. And if that's the case, then I'll probably podcast twice a month because regardless, this podcast is important to me. Sharing this message, every message with you guys is important to me. And I've fallen in love with this mode of connection. So I don't see myself walking away from it entirely. Side note, side note, Catherine, who asked that question, I got the pleasure of meeting her in New York a couple weeks ago when Jonathan and I were there over my birthday. And I know that you're awesome, Catherine. So thank you for the support and the question. Um, let's see here. Emily Nelson, your advice on not feeling bad about taking time off to get your health back on track. Well, it has taken me a year to become fully comfortable with the notion of taking off this time for myself. Like I said, Kelsey Patel lightly encouraged me to do it all the way back in January of last year. My friend Kelly Tennant, who's also been on this podcast, lightly encouraged me as well to do it about like, oh gosh, probably last November. So it's been some time and it took me a full year to come around to accepting doing this because I did have a lot of guilt. I didn't want to leave you guys hanging. I didn't want to like surrender to being a sick person. And something I really admire about some people with Lyme, like Bella Hadid, for example, is that she doesn't live her life as a sick person. She jet sets around the world as one of the top models in our world and she kills it. But like those of us with Lyme know how she really feels. So I wanted to keep on being a badass and doing things no matter what. But then I had to come deep within my soul and realize and recognize that I am still a badass and maybe in some ways for me, even more of a badass for taking this time off for myself and giving myself this gift of truly drawing inward and taking care of myself. So 
to overcome the guilt, I just had to get really, really, really comfortable with myself, journal like crazy, um, continuously ask myself what's important to me, get over the fear of missing out on what I might miss out on while I'm gone, like in terms of brand partnerships and podcast guests and events. And I'm going to be like off the grid and things in the blogging world can be enticing. So I didn't walk, want to walk away from like speaking at conferences and things that I've worked so hard to even get to be able to do. Um, so to get over the guilt, just go deep within and ask yourself, what is the most important? Do you fear missing out and do you feel guilty for others? Or do you want to get to a space where you're truly healthier so that for me next year, I can be healthy for my wedding and not repeat the way I felt at my best friend's wedding so that I can have babies after we get married. And like with the current state of health that I'm in, I couldn't right now. Not that I'm infertile. I just would not get pregnant with this stage of Lyme because it could pass on in utero and I don't have the energy to be a mom. I do have the energy to be a cat mom, but most days even that's hard for me right now. So that's my advice. I know it's hard, but ultimately we have to listen to ourselves at the end of the day. And guilt is one thing, but Another thing that has really helped me is reading Marianne Williamson's book, A Return to Love, because she talks a lot about guilt being associated with the ego and innocence being associated with the higher self and higher consciousness. And really, when you let go of the ego, there is no such feeling as guilt. And we're human, so we're not going to fully let go of the ego unless we become fully enlightened, in which case I hope I can get a couple steps closer to that during my break. Um, but I really had to detach from my ego like crazy for this. So that's big for me. Um, let's see here. A lot of people sent really nice messages just about how happy for me they are that I'm doing this. So thank you. Thank you, Ava. Thank you, Kayla, Victoria. These messages are so nice. More people asked about guilt. So I'm glad I answered that question. Emma asks, can you update us on your wedding plans? Yes, we are getting married next November at the Ojai Valley Inn. And we're in the process of looking for a wedding planner. We're talking to a few. Everybody's amazing so far. It's going to be a hard choice. I've asked all my bridesmaids to be in the wedding and maids of honor. I have four maids of honor, which Jonathan always laughs at me for because I can never have just one of anything. Um, they're all amazing. And he has all his groomsmen. And during this time off, we'll have our engagement party. I'll be shopping for a dress and... Otherwise, we're kind of starting to choose a color scheme. So that's fun. And I'll update you guys more on that when I'm back. That's a fun question. How to help your partner understand your chronic illness. That's from Jana. Um, yeah, I mean, it's taken a little while. I know I've mentioned on this podcast that Jonathan, for one, um, 
has never been sick. He's like barely ever even had a cold. So at first when I got really sick, it was really hard for him to understand beyond what he could see, which he could see the hives all over my body and all that. Um, but when the hives started to go away and like my physical body felt even worse than ever before, I know it was really hard for him. We had some awful conversations and arguments during that time because when you're sick you just want to be understood and you forget that like it takes a lot for someone who loves you to even accept how sick you are so I think it takes a lot of work from both sides and I want to give huge props to anyone who's in a relationship with someone who's sick because it's so hard and I don't know if I would have the patience and compassion that Jonathan has had for me. I mean, I know I would, but it would be so hard. Um, he's so understanding about things that I cannot do, like stay up late, stay out late, go out to eat. I can't even have him touch me sometimes, like my body at all, because I'm in so much pain. Uh, some days he has to eat dinner alone because I can't get out of bed. Other times he just sits on the floor of the bedroom so that we can be together while he eats and things. Um, gosh, tips. Just be so open. Tell your partner what you need from them because oftentimes they just don't know what to do. So you have to tell them what to do. Tell them what you need. It's different for all of us. But like I had to tell Jonathan, I don't need a solution from you. I just need you to be there for me. Like if I complain to you about how bad my body hurts, I don't want you to give me 10 tips and advice of things to make it feel better. Cause I know they're not going to work right now. I want you to love me <laughs> and like, give me all of the love and snuggles and understanding because men often masculine thing, searching for a solution. Sometimes it's not about a solution. It's about just acceptance. And other times searching for a solution is helpful. Like he helped me come to the conclusion of taking this time off, what it would look like, maintaining my brand partnership so that I'm not a total flake because I am a reflector and a spontaneous person. So part of me was like, I'm done. I'm inspired by the idea of taking time off. I must go tell all of my brand sponsors that I'm done and like I will speak to them when I'm healthy again. And that was just like a fleeting moment. And Jonathan, solution-oriented man that he is, was like, why don't we come up with a different approach so that you professionally carry out all your responsibilities and take care of yourself? So that was helpful and doable. So express what you need and... Give them some time to come around. If they don't, find someone else because there's someone out there who will understand you and give you what you need. And also give them a lot of extra love and support too because being with someone who's sick is really challenging in its own way and do extra things for them. I write Jonathan love notes and poems and make him dinner. Like I'm home all day. So if I can be on my feet and make him dinner, hell yes, I want to do extra sweet things for him um, that I might not necessarily be doing if I was running all around doing my job, my career, like I usually am. Um, I book us little trips and like massages. And I mean, if money is hard to come by for you right now. It doesn't have to be 
buying them things. It could be, like I said, making them a nice dinner at home, giving them a massage, um, watching their favorite movie instead of what you want to watch, just sweet things so that they too feel like they're being taken care of and they're not alone just because you're really sick and you can't fully be with them the way that you want to. Something, oh, do you still incorporate coffee enemas into your protocol? If so, how often and what brand of coffee? Um, I haven't been doing them lately because after I had fibroid surgery, and had my uterus cut open, I was like really worried about doing a coffee enema because the intestines are all so close to the uterus and I didn't want it to hurt or like push on my uterus when it was healing. But now I feel like I finally can again. So I was actually going to do one this morning. I have to like pump myself up and be in the headspace to do it because it takes some time in the morning and I have to like French press the coffee enema, which takes time since I don't drink coffee um, at the moment. So I just, once I make it part of my routine again, yes. Um, I use this brand. I just searched it on Amazon. It's called Organic. Oh, it's called S.A. Wilson's Gold Roast Organic Coffee Gold Roast Coffee. So we'll put a link in the show notes for that. Um, you can just click straight from there so that you don't have to search for, for it. You do have to use like a French press or some other kind of coffee maker for it. Cause I used to just like heat it up and then, um, put it in the little enema tube as it was, but you don't want to accidentally get like a little coffee ground or something inside of you. It would be okay in some cases, but it could also really damage your colon or your intestines. So you do not want that to happen. Uh, I highly recommend coffee enemas. Very good for you. Very good with healing Lyme. The Glow Wellness asks, what's been the most helpful in your healing thus far? Gosh, well, I've been doing the medical medium protocol so far. I've had celery juice for the last four mornings, but this whole time, like even now when you guys hear this, I'm still going to be doing it. I'm in it to win it. I want the medical medium to heal me. I've heard amazing things. I've read all of his books. And so far, even though it's only been four days, the last few days have been pretty good. And having celery juice in the morning, first thing, has given me more energy than I've had in a while. It's clearing up my skin. I'm also doing a ton of other supplements with my doctor. It's really hard to answer this question. What's been the most helpful in your healing thus far? because I'm doing so much. I don't know what's working, but the most helpful has been finding my Lyme doctor, Dr. Lehman. So if you're sick, find the right professional for you, whether it be a functional medicine doctor, an infectious disease doctor, holistic doctor, shaman, find someone who you really trust so that you can follow their plan because as intuitive as we are, we are not I'm not a doctor, so I don't really know how to heal Lyme, even though I'm trying to do so as intuitively as possible. So finding my doctor has been the biggest game changer. I'm sure ozone is helping since it thoroughly cleans my blood every single week. And I was going to say something else. I do believe this time off coming up is going to actually be the most healing, believe it or not. I feel it so strongly, like every time 
I write in my journal, automatic writing, channeling, speaking to my guides, everything. I hear that this time off is going to be the biggest game changer for me ever. So beyond excited for that. And I do think time off and resting and healing with no outside distractions or anything is going to be the biggest game changer. Someone asks about what's a day in the life, symptoms, herxing. I mean, a day in the life right now is like waking up and still working. So checking social media, email, corresponding with my sponsors, podcasting, corresponding with my guests, you guys posting on Instagram, finishing up working with brands and then rushing to the doctor's office, getting ozone or hyperbaric chamber or Myers cocktail IVs or ketamine IVs, which is not the party drug ketamine. It's different. I'll have to talk all about this at a later date. Um, And then coming home, usually exhausted, taking a bath to try to soothe my aching muscles and maybe going in my infrared sauna. And the days end for me pretty early. I make an early dinner and then try to like rejuvenate myself when Jonathan gets home to hang out with him. And then I go to bed. So my days are not so thrilling right now. I do take a lot of CBD right now. I took it before this episode and Lord knows it is helping me and calming me and I'm really obsessed with it. So this is not a sponsorship, but check out Medterra CBD, medterracbd.com and use the code blonde for a discount. I use their, I think it's 3000 milligrams or something is the tincture that I have. So it's like a stronger one. And I take it during the day and it helps with pain and it helps with anxiety because I have raging anxiety with Lyme and co-infections. And they also have a melatonin sleep CBD one that is like a dissolvable tablet under the tongue. And I've been sleeping better than I've slept in, well, years. So I highly recommend that too. So that's kind of a day in the life. I am herxing like crazy Herxing, for people who don't know, is the Herxheimer reaction when you're sick with slime and other similar things and you take detoxifying herbs and medications and the uh, disease kind of like awakens within you and runs rampant. You feel awful because it's dying off and you're dealing with all this toxin die off. And then if you're not detoxing properly through the liver or whatever else, it's just bad news. So there's that. And my herxing is so bad. I was herxing terribly today after ozone with like migraines, body pain, exhaustion, leg spasms, you name it, brain spasms. And then I got in the bath and took a really hot bath and took some extra strength Tylenol and some CBD and this other CBD from Medterra monthly wellness pill that's for when you're on your period, which I am. And I feel like a new person right now. So much so that I jumped out of the bath with all the gusto to record this episode, which I've been putting off because I was afraid I wouldn't say everything I wanted to, because this is such an important episode for me, um, for this stage in my healing. So there's all that. Here's a good question too, um, from winged woman, three, 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 the importance of recognizing privilege in the wellness, the illness, 
space, chronic illness space in terms of alternative therapies. Well, yeah, it's an awful thing. I don't even know where to begin because I wish this would change. Uh, I wish this would change so that I wasn't spending tens of thousands of dollars a month on treatment, which also makes me feel like I have to keep working for obvious reasons. Um, I My heart breaks for people who are unable to try out alternative treatments or even afford an out-of-network good Lyme doctor because many of them are not covered by insurance. The, it's so nasty what happens with insurance where they will tell doctors what they're allowed to prescribe for Lyme that will be covered by insurance. And it's not something that freaking heals Lyme. So it's like this nasty underbelly of the insurance world and everything that goes along with it. And that's why I speak so openly about my treatments and Lyme and how sick I am and how debilitated I am because everyone needs to get with the picture and doctors need to be covered by insurance companies so that people can afford this type of treatment. I'm really, really passionate about what people like Yolanda Hadid are doing and many others to raise awareness and help try to find an affordable cure for all. So that's one thing pretty crazy. Um, it's unfair. I don't agree with it at all. And it breaks my heart. So, okay, I'm going to answer one more question. And then I'm just going to tell you guys what you can expect while I'm gone. So when healing, this is a question, when healing is slow or you have setbacks, how do you stay positive? I mean, I try, I go into a very bad spiral in my head sometimes. I think if I didn't have such a positive support system and you guys, and like the ability to speak with so many people from around the world who understand me because of you guys, I would be in an even darker place. It would be so challenging, but it still is. I have days where I question, is it worth being alive if I'm going to be in this much pain forever? And I know that's really dark and really dark, but I have to be honest with you guys because I think about that. And I know everyone, many people in this position think about that and feel that way. And yes, life is always worth it. We can always turn our mess into a message, as Yolanda says, but it is so fucking hard. It's hell. It's awful. And I stay positive by just like getting out of the moment and doing something else. Um, Talking to someone I love talking to my mom if I don't have the energy to do that like getting on the floor and surrendering in child's pose and lighting a candle and some palo santo that helps um remembering that this is not going to be my life forever and this isn't going to be your life forever either that's important and yeah I'm trying everything right now guys from medical medium to much more with my Lyme doctor supplements and medications, etc. I did have the hugest panic attack of my entire life the other day, which was literally awful. Um, which I think was because of some new medications and some herxing going on. So it can be hard to stay positive, but it's possible and it's important. And that's the dealio. So, um, Thank you guys for listening to this episode. I wanted to say another thing I'm planning to do during my time off is 
dive deeper into human design and study it and maybe be able to give some readings for fun when I come back and when I have energy. Ultimately, I'm planning on healing and whatever that looks like, maybe I will do none of what I told you guys I would focus on because what my body really wants to do is rest. And you know that feeling when your body goes into like the deepest state of rest and relaxation when there's nothing to worry about and there's no pressing matters that anxiously draw you back to your computer or whatever it is. That's what I want. That's the feeling I want to achieve for all of this winter. So December, January, we'll see when I come back to using social media for fun. And I'll check in with you guys around the end of January after that last episode of the best of the show episodes comes out. Um, I'll check in either here on the podcast or on social media. Definitely subscribe to my blog. We'll leave the subscription link in the show notes because I'm sure I'll update the blog when I feel inspired and then you'll get that sent to your email. I'm not dropping off the face of the earth. You can also email me. We'll see if I have the energy or wherewithal to get on email during this time and respond. Um, But I'm here and I'm not going anywhere permanently. Um, I hope you enjoy the best of the show episodes that I've picked out. There's some favorites on there of mine and all of yours. And like I said, giveaways and discounts and new sponsors that I think you guys will love. Um, Oh my gosh, what else? I can't do this. This is so hard. I've always been really bad at goodbyes and this is not a goodbye because... I'm not going anywhere permanently, like I said, but um, join the Facebook group, Soul on Fire Podcast Tribe on Facebook. Maybe that's a place where I'll probably continue to be active because Facebook doesn't feel like work to me the way Instagram does. It's more of like a personal thing. Um, And we also have the High Vibe Chronic Lyme and Chronic Illness Tribe on Facebook where I'll also be hanging out. And Honestly, I can't wait to check back in with you guys and I can't wait to update you on how this break influences me and heals me. And I really also can't wait for many of you to maybe digitally detox if you feel inspired to do so. Um, Definitely let me know what you think of the best of the show episodes when they come out. Um, Hopefully you'll discover a new to you one that you might have not heard before or be re-inspired and it will come back out at the perfect time one of these older episodes that would be exciting um oh my gosh i'm just thrilled to create while i'm away create from a space of really truly having space writing poems oh my god poetry sets my soul on fire in the craziest biggest way and being able to do that without the distraction of the internet it's going to be amazing um jenna human design reader said something really beautiful when she was on the show a few weeks ago and she said for me for a reflector what I do is connect and what I'm here to do is connect and I might have many iterations of that in my lifetime like 20 or more and so far I've had a lot I've had the blog the podcast my clothing line in-person events retreats being a yoga teacher um my ebooks my books being an author etc and 
I know there's more to come and I know I won't be able to discover what that is if I'm not giving myself the space to discover it and find it. So I'm really just allowing and surrendering and giving this gift to myself and it's going to be beautiful. I feel really good about it. So um, if you feel inspired to rate and review the show, send me an email screenshot of your rating and review to jordan at thebalancebond.com. I'll see it at some point and I'll send you my blogging tips and tricks document and I'll enter you into a really special giveaway that we have with a bunch of the brands who sponsor this show. Also, definitely support our sponsors from today's show. We have Rebel, we have Thrive Market, and we have Silver Fern Brand. You can always use the code BLONDE for a discount in any of those places. Not Rebel, since Rebel's mostly in stores, but just support Rebel because they're awesome. And I love you guys. I care about you so much. And let's all have fun next week listening to the first best of the show episode. We're reaching all the way back into the 20s. So like episode 20 something. I'm not going to tell you what because I want it to be fun. Surprise. Um, But it's a favorite. And this guest is a favorite of mine. So don't worry. Not going to be gone too much. And I can't wait to update you on everything ah this feels weird i'm smiling now i bet you can hear it in my voice so it's a good thing even though it feels weird out of my comfort zone i love you guys have a soul on fire day have a soul on fire holiday season holy shit and i love you i love you Mwah.